G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's check in with Lyle Shelton at the Australian Christian Lobby. Hello, Lyle. Welcome back to 2020. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Uh, Lyle, lots of headlines around. Uh, Parliament's back this week. One to pick up on as we get our conversation underway, Senator Cory Bernardi uh, threatening, uh, rumouring. He's uh, doing all sorts of things, I imagine, behind the scenes. And uh, and the headlines seem to indicate that he's pretty serious about a split from the Liberal National Coalition. Uh, Your thoughts on what's happening with those headlines? Yes, I think those headlines and predictions are on the money, Neil. Uh, Cory Bernardi has been making noises about this for almost 12 months now. Um, He's been saying that he wants to see the coalition government uh, remain uh, more truer to conservative values, and and by that he means conservative social values in particular. Uh, And uh, I think it's been been fairly clear for anyone who's been observing what he's been up to in the last uh, 12 months or so that he hasn't been happy with uh, Malcolm Turnbull's leadership of the party, with the drift towards issues like uh, same-sex marriage and and the so-called Safe Schools program. Uh, Senator Bernardi spent um, several months in the U.S., Last year, during the election campaign period, he met with uh, people from the Trump campaign, and uh, I think he would like to create some sort of a movement uh, that taps into the discontent that people have with uh, mainstream politics, particularly uh, on the conservative side of politics. So uh, no surprises here, and I suspect that uh, we'll see an announcement in the Senate uh, by Senator Bernardi, the senator from South Australia, uh, sometime in the next day or two. Just come to the point here for listeners who might be thinking about Senator Cory Bernardi. Gets a lot of negative press. His image is not always presented in a in a way that makes him look credible. There is a strong foundation, a conservative Christian foundation to his social politics. How do you describe Cory Bernardi? Yeah, I think that the media, uh, unfortunately, um, or segments of the media, are always out to demonise anyone who stands up for the sort of values that you and I as Christians would think are important. Um, I, I do know Senator Bernardi. Uh, he's someone, uh, by his own confession, of strong uh, Catholic faith, and I respect and admire him for that. Um, he is uh, someone who speaks forthrightly, uh, but um, he, he, he speaks uh, his mind and he, he upholds uh, many of the values um, that we as Christians would want to see upheld in the public square. And uh, I think is unfairly uh, characterised by some in the media and has paid a price for uh, being bold and courageous. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, if he does split away from Malcolm Turnbull's government, uh, what sort of support he would take with him, whether he would draw support from uh, One Nation as well and become a, a third or fourth force in Australian politics remains uh, to be seen. Uh, there's risks with this. It, it could uh, undermine uh, the conservative side of politics and keep them out of government for many years to come, just as the Labor split in the 1950s, 60s and 70s uh, kept uh, Labor out of government for a long time. So um, this is a, 
a, a very um, interesting period in Australian politics. It, it, this is a, a, a potential political earthquake on the conservative side, and it could have all sorts of ramifications for the future. Let's give some attention to opinion polls. Uh, there's some new polls out, and uh, as I've heard some commentators say, uh, this far out from the next election uh, is probably showing that the polls really don't mean anything at this point. But uh, the lowest level in the polls, uh, the coalition government and the prime minister, since uh, Malcolm Turnbull took the top office, uh, what are your thoughts on polls? Yeah, look... I'm always sceptical of polls, particularly at this um, stage of the electoral cycle. Um, I think you see uh, a greater reality in the polling the closer you get to an election. And uh, a lot can happen over the course of a parliamentary year. We are just about to embark on the first week of um, Parliament uh, for 2017. Um, Malcolm Turnbull has sought to lay out an agenda uh, for the year, he wants to concentrate on electricity prices, um, uh, even flouting uh, the uh, need to build more coal-fired power stations. He wants to get the budget under control. He's uh, had a uh, phone call with Donald Trump. Uh, he's been successful in ensuring that the uh, the refugee deal to, to resettle um, uh, illegal immigrants uh, from Manus Island and Nauru occurs in the, in the United States to dissuade people smuggling to Australia. So, look, I think there's a long way to go. Um, certainly the polls don't look good. Certainly um, they look good for people like Pauline Hanson, and I'm sure Corey Bernardi uh, is looking at those polls as well. Um, so, but there's, there's a long way to go in this part of the electoral cycle, and I think with um, Corey Bernardi's uh, mooted move, uh, anything could happen over the next period of time. And uh, I, I wouldn't be too focused on the polls at this point. Now, marriage never really disappears off the agenda. And over the weekend, there were some moves by some within the Liberal Party to uh, try and bring back a parliamentary vote on the issue of same-sex marriage. Is there any other developments that you can, uh, you can report on for us there, Lyle? Look, it was a frenetic uh, weekend. A story broke in the Fairfax papers on Saturday morning saying that a, a group of Liberal Party backbenchers, uh, Trent Zimmerman, the uh, gay member for North Sydney, uh, Tim Wilson, also another gay member from Victoria, uh, Warren Inch from Queensland and, and some others, uh, were looking to uh, try and force uh, the Turnbull government to break its election promise uh, about having a plebiscite. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull pledged before the election that the only way that marriage policy would change under his government would be uh, through a people's vote. Uh, these uh, backbenchers were seeking to, to cause that promise to be broken and to get the issue back into the parliament again. Uh, the Prime Minister moved very swiftly uh, last night. Uh, in an interview he gave with Laurie Oakes on 60 Minutes to say that the government's policy is plebiscite or nothing. I think that will be enough to um, cause these uh, agitators on the backbench to, to, um, to stand down uh, and for the government to keep its uh, pledge. But um, there's certainly a, a move on. It was coordinated with the gay lobby who are rolling out advertising around the country. I think they'll be disappointed because um, their political strategy has failed and they'll be spending a lot of money on billboards and television advertising uh, for nothing. But uh, I think the, the key thing is for those of us who are working to preserve marriage, we've got to continue to stay engaged in this and we've got to now continue to make the case publicly to our fellow Australians that uh, marriage is important, uh, that we don't want to see our fellow Australians fined uh, for dissenting if, if the law would ever change and we want to see the rights of children upheld. So these these points have got to be made in the public square. Uh, it's being held politically, but we've got to make the case um, more vigorously publicly. So uh, certainly no 
uh, room for apathy on our side, uh, despite uh, a significant win over the weekend politically. And um, all credit to the Prime Minister for keeping his word. Um, I I can't underscore how important uh, that is. The way I perceive the debate moving when it comes to this issue of marriage is I hear uh, politicians and commentators talk about the idea of a marriage plebiscite absolutely in a past tense, as though there could never, ever be a marriage plebiscite because it was defeated uh, at its last airing. But uh, is that the case, Lyle? I mean, I think uh, you have some uh, areas of desire to actually see that plebiscite uh, back on the agenda, back on the uh, political uh, campaign agenda. Yeah, absolutely, Neil. Nothing's inevitable in politics. And just because the Senate before Christmas rejected the plebiscite, uh, that doesn't mean that uh, further negotiations could not occur. And uh, if the Labor Party and the Greens and and, uh, the crossbenchers, Xenophon and and Darren Hinch, if they're really serious about trying to see same-sex marriage come about, and if they really believe what they keep telling us, and that is that the majority of Australians support it, then they shouldn't be afraid of having a plebiscite, and they should allow that to pass uh, the Senate. Um, So... Look, I don't think anything should be ruled out. Um, The propaganda of the other side is to try and um, give the impression that the plebiscite is dead, Uh, but uh, that's not necessarily the case. Anything can happen in politics, and um, I think with further negotiations, there's no reason why this couldn't be brought back onto the agenda, and I certainly think the Labor Party should have a look at it if they're really serious about it, or are they just uh, playing politics? Okay, let's talk about the Australian Christian Lobby. And there is a battle going on on so many different fronts. Uh, One of those, of course, is marriage that we've been talking about. But there are a lot of issues that are uh, are really challenging. And uh, ACL is taking up uh, the challenge uh, wherever, uh, where those uh, those issues are. Uh, There's a new organisation being formed, the Human Rights Law Alliance. What can you tell us about uh, this offshoot? Yes, this is a subsidiary of ACL. Uh, We've had uh, the privilege of having a great member of staff the last few years by the name of Martin Isles, who is a lawyer. Uh, He worked as my chief of staff for um, almost two years. Uh, But we've seen a need to... um, Uh, have a voice in the courts to defend Christians who might find themselves in legal trouble as a result of their Christian faith. So this is typically people who um, are are protesting peacefully or praying peacefully outside of abortion clinics, getting arrested under these new uh, so-called bubble zone laws, which which stop people from from being outside of an abortion clinic when they want to pray or or protest peacefully. Uh, We're seeing pressure through uh, so-called anti-discrimination legislation, particularly over the LGBT issues, uh, seeing as hate speech if you disagree uh, with their political agenda. So we see a need for there to be a legal capability to defend uh, people uh, in the the courts. And uh, that's what Martin is is doing um, through an alliance of uh, allied uh, lawyers around the country who are willing to uh, contribute uh, to this cause to help Christians who might find themselves in trouble. And uh, I know that he's been working on about 15 or so uh, cases. And when I say cases, that's um, that's uh, instances of people who have come uh, to the Human Rights Law Alliance for help. Uh, so already it's in high demand, even though it's only a fledgling organisation. We're sad that this is needed, but, but uh, we do see this is important to get ahead of the game um, as uh, pressures increase on Christians um, in the public square. And if listeners are wondering about that Human Rights Law Alliance obviously being set up in anticipation that the sorts of legal actions against Christian believers 
uh, or people standing for a conservative position is likely to be on the rise. Uh, so uh, for listeners, how would they support this Human Rights Law Alliance? Is there a new website for it? There, there is a new website being constructed and uh, if, if people are following um, ACL, uh, we'll We'll be um, putting out information through our normal email network. If, if people sign up to ACL, uh, they will receive information about HRLA as well. As I say, it, it is part of ACL. It's within uh, our organisation, but um, it, it's got its own distinct uh, branding because um, it needs an identity as it uh, works uh, into the uh, the legal arena. But uh, people can certainly find out about it through ACL. And uh, quickly on a international note, Lyle, uh, the idea of this uh, US-Australia alliance has a long history. We've been wonderful allies for so many decades, uh, generations even. Uh, there is obviously all of the uh, the rough and tumble that's been reported in the media, the telephone call with uh, Donald Trump and, uh, and uh, Malcolm Turnbull, uh, all of the reporting that's gone on around that. When we talk about a relationship with the US, uh, interested in your thoughts, should there be something of a sentimentality which reflects on the history, the heritage of that alliance? Or do you think there is a place in the relationship with the US to be a little more robust? Look, I think... um I think the US-Australia alliance is, is really, really important. Um, they are uh, the world's most uh, powerful nation. Um, we have had the ANZUS Treaty since um, just after World War II, which has uh, guaranteed our security. And I think that's really important. That's not just something which was important during the Cold War era. I think it's something that's important today. And a, and a strong US relationship is crucial. And um, our ambassadors over the year, Kim Beasley, our former Labor leader, our most recent ambassador, Joe Hockey, now taking that up. Um, Australia uh, has very strong connections into Washington, D.C. It, it doesn't stop us from um, being an independent nation and uh, having a, a robust uh, dialogue with our U.S. friends. But at the end of the day, I think um, it is very beneficial to Australia to be uh, in close alliance with, with the U.S. And um, I don't think uh, anything that occurred over the last week or so between Donald Trump and Malcolm Turnbull has, has jeopardised that. I think uh, that the new president has expressed his concern uh, about the refugee deal, and he's done that in, in colourful terms, but I don't think that in any way has, has damaged the relationship. And, and you've seen Donald Trump honour that agreement in spite of his own misgivings about it. And I think that goes to the strength of the relationship and, and probably to the, the deafness uh, at which uh, Malcolm Turnbull, our Prime Minister, uh, handled that issue in the last week or so. Well, Lyle, it's going to be a big week. Parliament is back tomorrow and some of those things we've been talking about as they unfold and as those headlines emerge, uh, no doubt there'll be uh, a lot of interest in what's happening from the point of view of the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, always appreciate your insights, your input today and uh, Lyle Shelton will do this again soon. We'll catch up perhaps even through the week if there are some big headlines to be talking about. Uh, Lyle, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Great to be with you again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.